Welcome to the Observer Effects, a podcast of travel stories. Each week we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas, at least one good story. Episode 52, Super Loneliness. Galapagos, where J.E. surfed. We are, for the most part, lonely when we go abroad, at least according to Thoreau. So my first question is, can mm -hmm. you describe what you look like for the listeners? Give look them like? A picture. Yeah, give them a picture of yourself. My appearance? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, just... Just let me briefly say, I mean, because you know they're gonna see the name Je, and they're gonna uh -huh. be wondering who is this person that I'm listening to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just starting simply, I'm a Korean, and born and raised in Seoul, the capital city of Korea, mm -hmm. and and just 30 years old now, and I have worked for the automotive company in Seoul as a marketer for three years. And I've just quitted my job and having a chance to travel in South America. And I'm so fanatic to play soccer. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not sure if soccer, the word soccer is like the, the same word in United States. But um, yeah. Yeah, that's the one we use. <laughs> Why are you so fanatical about soccer? <laughs> I, I don't know why, because I just started playing soccer like when i was 10 like it's been so 20 years play with my friends and like it kept me forget about every other thing just mm -hmm. to focus on playing itself so it's kind of meditation to me like yeah totally i get it uh have you gone to a boca game yet i tried second times but the as i know and as i researched and the the game of boca doesn't allow foreigner or non-members to join what? the stadium what so, are you serious yeah. yeah i had no idea this is in buenos aires yeah they don't allow foreigners to come to the soccer games yeah <sighs> if i really want to get into the stadium i risk my the not my life but i risk my safety And I need to pay like 4,000 peso, which costs like 300 bucks. So I just gave up. What? So I just had a tour when I when there was no game. Yeah. So like the people on Boca are so, so like fanatic to soccer. Soccer, soccer was, is their life. So yeah, as I, as I heard, They just prevent foreigner or like the fans from another team, fan of other teams to join uh, to join the stadium because if the Boca allow another fans to join the stadium, there will be like the big fights, kind of uncontrolled fights. So they already suffered from that happening. That's why they just inhibit like kind of me. Insane to me. Yeah. I I had no idea. That is wow. That is shocking. Yeah. 
you must be so disappointed. Uh, <laughs> right, right, that is, you got me. Yeah. Are you a big fan of Argentina's soccer league? Like, do you like Messi or uh, mm, not so yeah. much? I just love Messi, so yeah. But I really wanted to feel and experience the passion of like Southern America soccer. But yeah, I just but they ended blocked up, you. <laughs> uh, I just ended up being at like sports bar. Like, which is in like kind of classy play. So like, it was fun, but it was enough for me to really feel like the passion. Wow. So, so um, can you explain a little more about where you are and um, describe? So you're in Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. What part of Buenos Aires? Um, I'm I'm staying at the the western part of Buenos Aires called La Paterna. And this place is connected to the the main the main train, but not subway. The train called like Ferrocarril, the San Martin. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of not that slum place, but not that classy place. Yeah. So like just middle wage people lives here, but it looks at the first time a bit risky and a bit not safety place, but. As time goes by, like it's been ten days for me to stay here. Yeah, it's kind of safe place. Yeah, and yeah. So like not that bad for like foreigners or for travelers to stay because it's it's a bit cheaper than Palermo or the Santelmo, which are the most touristic place. What was the name again of your neighborhood? La Paterna. La Paterna, okay. Yeah, La Paterna, like in here, um, there is a the famous university which is like Facultad de Agronomic Agronomica. It's like agronomic, like faculty of Buenos Aires University. Yeah. So like it has the huge park, and there is a llama too, llama and horse <laughs> in the university. Wow. Yeah. It's it's pretty fun to stay here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So before we get into why you are there instead of Seoul, (laughs) how you came and why, uh, really quickly, can you actually describe where we met? Mm -hmm. Because my heart broke because my my recorder was broken. Uh, Mm -hmm. My my heart is my recorder, I guess. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And it was one of the most vivid places uh, that I was looking forward to getting an interview and I couldn't. So thank you again for meeting me uh, online later after the fact. But uh, I think it'd be a real treat if you you can take us back there verbally. Describe Uh, that place where we uh, met. Okay. I'm not sure like I have a like clear like memory but we met in the roots not the roots uh, at the first time we met in the roots of Torres del Paine the which called which was called like double tracking mm-hmm. so we just said hello to each other but at the first time we didn't have like the much time to like accept and say hello mm-hmm. but we ended up meeting at the the place the Torre Norte yeah. Well, we well, met again there, but we actually met at Los Cuernos. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think was the best one. So mm-hmm. it, it's like a lodge along the way on the double lodge. Yeah. Yeah. So can you describe yeah. what 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 is Los Cuernos like? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, for me, like I just started my tracking from west to east. So Los Los Cuernos Lodge was my the second refugee on my double tracking. Mm -hmm. So it's right after the beautiful kind of look like sea, but the lake. After the lake, we I just ended up finding Los Cuernos. And Los Cuernos has a perfect like triangle-like view. Yeah. Which was, which was the perfect the appearance that I was looking forward to seeing it. So like the dinner was lovely and the fire the fireplace was so helpful. It's and like the, a log cabin and uh, right. uh, there's little fires everywhere to stay warm because it's so cold up there. Right, right. Yeah. And the we beer, the beer was best and the, the dinner, yeah. Yeah was we, better than I expected. What was it that you ate? Um, the chicken, the chicken kind of chicken with vegetable stew, stew, stew. Mm -hmm. it was good. And I remember sitting in the kind of cafe area in the lodge mm -hmm. and it was so international. There were, we were talking, getting to know each other, but there were little groups of people meeting each other from all over the world. There were like French, Germany, Korean and yeah. United States. Yeah. Total mix. Uh, have you spent a lot of time in that kind of setting, that kind of multicultural setting? Mm, not many time in my life, but I just had a similar experience in Netherlands when I was studying as a exchange student. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't my first time, but I hadn't have much time to stay and to be put in the international setting. So. Yeah. Well, okay, now let's open the, the door to this conversation. Why are you traveling? Why are you traveling so much? Uh -huh. <laughs> um, first, I don't know why I travel so much compared to like the, the Western people. As I know, Westerners are going everywhere. Like not, not, not just to Seoul, but every elsewhere. But for me, like the reason why I travel is that I wanna, I wanted to be out of my comfort zone because comfort zone is comfortable, but for me it's more like boring to me. So, like as I talked to you before, I was born and raised and worked in Seoul, like the same city I've lived for thirty years. Mm -hmm. So even I, I had been super busy, like work and meet my friends and play soccer, but it was kind of perfect routine for me. Mm. So it was safe and easy, but boring. So I always try to find something new and something different. I don't mind if it's going to be super interesting, inspirational or not. I'm just okay with the difference between the setting and so 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 if I could sum up my travel like three month travel in South America you, you've been traveling for three months so far yeah it's mm -hmm. almost been like 86 or 87 days this far so yeah but as as we might could you might share that like 
the the journey and traveling is not always inspiring or interesting or exciting. Sometimes it's not that interesting mm -hmm. than we expected. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm perfectly satisfied with this uh, travel because it's totally different than living and working in Seoul. So that's a really interesting way to put it. Uh, not minding as long as it's just different not not needing uh transformative experience but mm. being satisfied with something different yeah. talk more about that why why do you value difference mm -hmm. because i um i analyze myself as a person who who is um who could learn more in the non-comfortable setting because if I started to be boring, I just keep my routine as a normal, but not learning much more things. But if I'm not in insecure setting like Buenos Aires, because it looks risky and non-safety, so, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be rude, but like to me, it looks like that. So mm -hmm. I try to be, I try to be cautious, and I try to be looking around everything, every corner. In every street, so not in Seoul, but in here, not particularly in Buenos Aires, but in every street in South America, I could see more and more like a graffiti and the people and the appearance of bus and metro. Like I observe like kind of everything in the street. So, but I, I've always missed in Seoul because that's what I have seen for my life so I don't I didn't need to do but here yeah it's worth it so like just naturally being here makes me learn a lot of things about like kind of everything like mainly which are about graffiti and like street arts and exhibition and the person yourself these are the things that I'm interested in you are a prolific um, street art photographer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put so much photos, but yeah. It's are, just you, are you an artist yourself? No, no. Just like, I, I just want to be inspired oh. by the sur surroundings. But yeah, it has been just consumed. It has been the... I just sort of consume the the culture itself, but like sometimes later after my study in Barcelona, I want to make it kind of business or product that I want to make later. So I think, yeah. Go ahead. I'm still learning. I see. Yeah, that's right. You're um, on your way to start an MBA in Barcelona, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're kind of in a gap. Right. Job I call it gap quarter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what have you learned? Tell me some of the things that that you've learned. Are you able to articulate or put into words any of these insights, or is it all still amorphous in your head? Mm -hmm. uh, let me think about it. Just like, let me give you a, like, just one simple example. Like, 
before I got into here. Uh, but first of all, it's not going to be like artistic something. Mm. So I was called by so many South Americans as a like Chino, China. You know that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So many Koreans think that it was and it is insulting words to the Korean and Asians, all mm. of Asia. And mm. I might feel that too. But as I kept listening to that words, I just might think that um, it is it could be the same saying by Korean because we say we said before to the Westerner say hello or hi mm-hmm. even we don't know the people so mm-hmm. I just might understand and understood the way the South American think of like Asian or Chinese people because they normally think Asian as a Chinese so. The learning itself, I just... Well, let me, let me follow up on that. Do you feel like um, being a Korean traveling gives you a unique perspective? Like, do you meet mm-hmm. many Koreans while you travel? And do you guys have a similar kind of experience? Or Like, it's kind of... Um, no, I, I don't put it as a, like, unique perspective, but... I just make my perspective more expanded and more like flexible mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and more don't be hurried. Mm-hmm. Like many Koreans are so hurried about like everything. Bali Bali. But, yeah. <laughs> Bali Bali. <laughs> yeah, but I as I, as I as I thought according to my thoughts, Bali Bali is so efficient in many times. Yeah. But if I do things in hurried in every minute i don't have time to think about myself and to think about my future then to think about surroundings so sometimes taking a time and postponing could be beneficiary to me so that's what i thought that's um that's why i'm asking because so i love korea i have a real soft spot from having lived there um and being an outsider in korea i observed the frenetic pace of life there and i felt really i felt some pity for the koreans that i met because it seems like uh there's a lot of pressure inside korea to be a certain way which is very fast paced for one yeah. thing um so i imagine leaving that environment is a profound change. Uh, and it, it's interesting you say that you get an opportunity to think more, to be more reflective, you know? Mm-hmm. I wonder, do you feel like that's changing you? <laughs> I mean, maybe it's too early to tell, but I don't know. You mean like traveling like made me changed? Yeah, like you, you just said you're looking for the chance to think more, to slow down and think. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, curious, yeah. like, what, what will that do to you? You know, if you spend uh, this gap quarter mm-hmm. uh, thinking, like, how can that, how, how will that change the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. Uh, perfectly light is not only, to, it's not to only to say that because I'm, I'm one of the, like, normal Korean as well. So I'm super fast, fast, fast paced. And I 
I've done a lot of things in a day, like workout and work and reading a book and and going to the cinema to have a like short like cine. So I just wanted to be out of the the context because otherwise I'm I'm not the Superman or genius to think in a different way in a same context. So that's that's the difference I talked about before in this yeah. interview. Because in different contexts, I could naturally and normally think differently than I was thinking. So yeah, it helped me a lot. And this is what I was looking forward to, like facing. Yeah. When I travel. So you feel good at this point, three months in, 87 days in, you're feeling good? Yeah, yeah I feel good and I feel pretty calm because yeah. I, I'm not worried about future because I could be worried about my future because I spent a lot of money, all of my savings to the, yeah, the MBA school. Yeah. So many of my friends, my colleagues are worried about me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that's natural, but yeah, I'm not worried about myself because I, I, I'm certain that I, I'm doing well. Yeah. Do you remember a moment when you made this decision? Like, what is the source of this huge decision that that they might see as reckless? You know, like uh-huh. when, what happened to you that made you decide this? Uh huh. And there are two things because um, working in Korea, particularly for me, is and I don't want to be generalized, but sure. working in Korea was and has been uh, desperately boring for me. And boring, but not easy. Boring and super competitive. Mm. You know what that means? Like, it's super competitive boring. <laughs> so I know myself like pretty much so I I know I'm not gonna make it until the end of my life there in Korea so I wanted to stay out of this context mm. so like I just think of my thought of myself like what could I do and in the in other countries what mm what's the job I could get. So actually the looking reckless, this MBA thing would be my easiest way to work and get a job abroad. So mm-hmm. for me, it's not a big deal actually, because, because when you give up living, living and settling in Korea, you have a lot of money because we are paid pretty well. Yeah, no, yeah. not we. I yeah are were pretty paid pretty well like thank for God so yeah it it wasn't that big deal when I made that decision because I know myself I couldn't make it until the end of my life indeed yeah do you have any um, I mean what would you say to those people that are worried about you <laughs> mm-hmm. what what do you wish they could understand about your path. Mm-hmm. Now, or, even the let, worrying people. Let, worrying. Let, me ask, let me ask this, actually. Do you feel like 
more people should take this path or is this only a path for you? Mm, no, no. I, I'm not saying like any should words like because every people have, has their own path and their own decision making. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't, I even, I don't mind the, I don't mind that people worries about me. I just let it go. Okay. Yeah, that could happen, but I, don't care so we could live all well in the future so just live your life i'm just i used to say that to my friends and to my family yeah because we are all doing well so yeah 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 so like yeah no i don't want to make another peep another person another friends have this kind of thoughts that i have no yeah well uh i'm just so thankful to cross paths with you it's such an inspiring story uh that you're you know you recognized maybe called a problem and and you've found a solution in your life and i just can't wait to see in the future where it takes you you know that's well put thanks (laughs) So uh, what are some beautiful things that you've seen along the way? Can you describe some of the street art that has inspired you or not just street art, but give me some of the impressions you've, you've collected along the way in South America so far. Uh-huh. Um, maybe to make it clear, like three things are the most kind of most impressive scenes. First one was from Galapagos because I surf, but yeah, as a beginner. So in the, the Bay of Galapagos called like- You surfed in Galapagos? Yeah. The called Playa Carola, Punta, Punta Carola. It's like small beach in the San Cristobal Islands. Mm-hmm. So I just the, the rented the surfboard and went to the small beach. And there, there were just like two kid surfers out there. Mm. Like specifically one surfers, one surfer and two bodyboarders mm. out there. So I just, I'm pretty much, I was pretty much worried about the condition beneath the, the surfs because there were, there were, there is, uh, it is a rocky beach. So I could be harmed and, the more important thing is the rented board could be harmed. <laughs> yes. yeah, that's what I was worried about. So I just followed the the keys board borders and got into the, the surfing points. And actually, frankly speaking, there one there were not like many proper and good waves out there at at that time. But the interesting and impressive thing is I could surf with pelicans and the sea lions because I it, it was my first time to see sea lions surfing the waves because I just saw the video clip only dolphins surf the waves and yeah. or like just flamingos things but the sea lions yeah surf too so <laughs> like yeah even I couldn't catch the wave but the sea lion could catch the wave but yeah, I was an envy, envy of the lion because it was a magical moment for me yeah. to 
get on my surfboard watching sea lions surfing. Oh, so it was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, to the all the listeners to your podcast, just try to surf at the Galapagos. <laughs> okay. Like experience it could be. Sign yes. me up. <laughs> and second one was at the. Was the Santiago, Chile? Mm. I just drove down the the Plaza Armas in Santiago, the Armas Plaza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't that big moment, but I just drove down and the the how can I say that? I don't know in English. A busking, busking. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, a, a street street performer yeah. collecting money. Yeah. yeah, the busking woman singer was singing at the time so i just like passed down the street but the woman singer just found me so like he she just changed her lyrics towards like it's like it was like my lover blah 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 so but she was saying that my lover chino and she was calling out me so so like i just realized that it wasn't insulting the words she was johnny she just wanted to Point out like Chino, my me Asian, the one of the just few Asians out there. So like I just took it as a like warm gesture. So I just gave my smile to her as well. Like we shared our smile, the singer and myself. It was just brief moment, but yeah, unforgettable moment to me. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Like, uh, like she was a siren almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he, she just wanted me to give her like a few dollars. <laughs> but, ac- but actually, like all I could hear was it was the words like the ghetto or chino. So I just like stole down the street. But yeah, it was it was lovely. It was. Yeah, number three was from. Torres de Pine, the double tracking. I just did it myself alone, as you know that. So it was a little bit lonely time, like because like it's three nights and four days walking long distances. But yeah, I really enjoyed it because I really enjoyed the moment when I saw Fox with the the three mountains, three other pine, but there was this lovely one. But the more I liked about the double trekking was when I just stopped walking and I just looked around, like just surrounding, there was kind of no one as I looked. Mm. So it's, it made me feel like super calm and super peaceful because no chatting and no noise, only just sound of wind and sound of the lake and maybe the rain on my hood. Yeah, I, I'm i not a poet, so I'm not good at the describing the moments, but it was super peaceful and yeah, and lovely because it was super, super loneliness. And lonely, lonely means calm to me. Yeah.
Thank you to Jay for sharing all these amazing stories. And thank you to Dana Boulay for sharing her music. And thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.